fuck. <laughs> oh, well, we'll add that to Gibson's funny stories. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science likes being known as the hard subject. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. And Cameron Shearer. Uh, Good results, Chris. And good results, Andy. Good results to you too. Good results, BA. And good reviewers' comments, Schmoopy. Oh, thanks. Thank you, everyone. What a lovely lovely formal beginning to this podcast. I love it. Is there another one that you would like? Because you don't really try to get results anymore. I don't give shit about results anymore. Just Um, a bit of cash, Andy. Money in your pocket, Andy, (laughs) would be nice. Uh, change. Or perfect poo joke. Good puns. There we are, yeah. Yeah. Cameron. (laughs) Yep. Do you think science likes being known as the hard subject? I believe that science does not like being known as the hard subject. Mm. And I think it's because it is a barrier for some people to want to learn it. Sure. So it's like just this uh, persona of it being difficult makes people not like it from a young age. Yeah. And I think science wouldn't like that because science wants everyone to be interested in it. Now, I know scientists don't like doing this, but give me a fraction of people that it would put off. Give me a number, hard number. I think that in year 12 or the final year of high school, the number of people doing a science subject, uh, 50% 50 of people uh, don't do science because they believe it's hard. Yeah. Do you know what? When I say I do chemistry, everyone's like, ugh. Mm. Ugh." Chris, does science like being known? It does like to be known as the hard science because people who think it's hard and don't want to do it, it's not interested in them. God, what a cutthroat science world. Yep, science only wants those that are interested in it. Fair enough. Natural selection. Natural selection of the, of the <laughs> lowest order. <laughs> and did you like, Christopher Gibson, the fact that people probably said, ooh, science, that's hard, you must be clever. Do I enjoy hearing that? Yep. All the time. Good. Y- you know me. Yeah. I love adulation. I crave it. I'm, you know, it, it hides my deep insecurities. <laughs> you little willy. That's great. That's really good, Chris. Really good. <laughs> You're great. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you will delete the little willy comment, won't you? No, of course not. Cameron, yes. did you like Yes, being... he does. Yeah? yeah? You like it? No, no, no. He he has a little willy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my casual laughter indicates, obviously, that that's yeah. not true. Oh, Scorn... That's no worries. Yeah. Scornful <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> Now, if I, re- if I reacted angrily and hurt, then then it might be true. Yeah, then it maybe would but be listeners, true. But yeah. obviously it can't be true because I'm no. so relaxed and blasé about it. <laughs> <laughs> you are relaxed and blasé. So blasé. Thank you. Andrew. What? Your thoughts. Let's My ask thoughts. you, Andrew. What yeah, do you look, think? Bl- bloody time too. Yeah, about time. About time. Um, I think science does like being known as the hard subject. Ooh. Okay, and why? Because it doesn't need no whingers at the bench. No way. It don't need no naysayers at the yeah. conference. No yeah. way. That's it right. don't need, girlfriend. <laughs> Any, Any what? Annoyed, Any what? Annoyed faces. No. No. What it needs is people that love it. That's right. And people that love it are like us three. 
We like being told, oh, you're clever. That's right. That's right. Or what's the, the hard science in science? Maths. You mean? Do you think maths? Pure maths? Oh, pure maths. F that. Stats. Ugh. Stats aren't hard. Yes, they are. When you don't, when you hate them, <laughs> when you just don't want to do I, them. I kind of tend to agree. Some of that pure mathematics, <sighs> I think, Feels is, sick. you have to be special to understand that and yeah. to be able to, to do that sort of that pure maths. Schmoopy, your thoughts? All right. So I think that the hardest subject yeah. is the future. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, it wasn't. I was trying to say history, but then I realized history is not that hard. Hey, my little science friends. Hello. 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 Hi. Oh, can you smell that? Can you smell that? That's news for the week. Oh, I thought it was that burp I did with all the pizza on it. Yeah, it smells the, like news of the week, yeah. Or the dog. <laughs> all right, Cameron, go. Yeah. Uh, all right, first of all, in Australia, yesterday was Father's Day. Yes. Uh, yes. Happy Father's Day to all fathers. Happy Father's I Day. My father listens. Did your father still listen? No, no, he gave up ages Was well, Father's Day yesterday? You mean Sunday, don't you? Oh, yeah. And Chris, you've made life. Happy Father's Day Happy to you. Happy Father's Day, Thank Chris. you. I am like a god. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. So it's been a few weeks since we talked to each other. Yes. And uh, a week or two ago, I was relatively sick. Ooh, of and, life? Uh, I had like a cold-like cold, cold -like symptoms. Okay. Um, mm. And I kind of probably shouldn't have gone into work, but I did because Ooh. it was the day where I had a whole bunch of meetings planned. Yeah. And it's kind of got me thinking that, our ability as a, as with our quite flexible jobs to kind of take a day off yep. when we need to, yep. it kind of goes the other way sometimes with sick days where yeah. we often feel compelled to work on days when we probably shouldn't. But you're infecting everyone. Yeah. I really wish there was more of a culture of just not coming to work when we're sick. Uh, in fact, I, I think... Um my, my wife has informed me you're supposed to take like an extra day or two after you feel the symptoms are gone to be yeah. absolutely sure that you're not communicable. Communicable. So the, the problem with that is, of course, we simply don't get enough sick days, I think, if you were to do that because most people get sick a few times a year. Yeah. So if you took three or four, time, three or four days off every time you got crook, yeah. and I have to say this, I know you're going to hate it, but I'm going to bring in a parent a parent thing. Go on. When you got kids, you get sick all the fucking time. Well, they're like little biological weapons. They are little agar plates full of disease <laughs> and stuff. And they just come home and cough it in your face. My son yeah. sneezes directly in my face yeah. and then looks at me like, Ugh. what of it? Yeah? What of it? I hear that when you look at something quite ugly, it's easier to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> There's Now, I, I feel like I may have then made a lot of people sick. There's what quite a, a wanker. There's quite a few people sick this week and I'm looking at them and I'm just thinking, don't come to don't come here because I don't want to get sick. Yeah. 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 I wish people would just... We come from a country where people take sick days when they're not sick. Yep. Yep. Why not take sick days when you are sick? Yeah. I tell you what, the, um, our Colombian listener, he was saying that chucking a sickie feels so good. Oh, yeah, he living, loves it. Living he? the Australian dream. <laughs> yeah, chucking a sickie. He's a right, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You guys, not that he does, no. of course. No, 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 no. no would never. never. He would never, never do that. Wouldn't do that. But if but, he did, he'd love it. Yeah, Australians <laughs> love a sickie. But these days, the, the problem is because uh, the next generation are so um, into their social media, they'll take a sick day and then they'll fucking Facebook about how they're down at the beach. Yeah. Now, in my day, 
When you took a sick day, you kept it secret. Oh. You stayed yeah. inside and you you watched. I was going to say Netflix, but I don't no. know a movie, a DVD. You'd you'd go to the pub and you'd do things like that, but you wouldn't be able to advertise it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Social media has changed all that. Yeah, yeah. Is there a classic Ferris Bueller style Gibbo's Day Off story? Oh, look, I'd have to troll through my memory banks to come up with one, Cameron. They're there, trust me. <laughs> let let me let, let's let's put that on the back burner till the next one, and that'll be a, a segment. Gibbo's Ferris Bueller's Day Off story. <laughs> Gibbles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off story. I've definitely got some. I've definitely got some. All right. But uh, the old synapses need to need to be jogged. Here's some LSD, mate. Hmm. Does that help with memory? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be fun I for you. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two more things on my list. Do it. Uh, so something we're going to talk about later on is that uh, I put in a fellowship application. Ooh, that's right. Last Friday. Well done. Fantastic. So that would be for just a one-year contract. Is, this is a, a uni that you're not currently at. So yeah, it would be at a different university. For one year? Yes. And insights like one year is enough just to get started, really. I know. Oh, man. that's. I mean, well, you have to do it. You have to be in it to win it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And when will you find out about that, Cameron? Approximately? Well, I think that they're hoping that people will begin at the start of next year. Oh, cool. So I hope... To learn maybe within the next two months. Good luck. Fingers crossed. Good luck, man. Cross your fingers. Yep. Last thing on my list is this week. uh, I mean, Gibbo, I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit more, but we had a paper accepted. And um, along the bottom of the email, there's a PS, there's a PPS, and there was a PPPS. Wow. I've never... I mean... I haven't used a PPPS for ages. I'm not sure the last time I used a PS. No, because... Is it's you it's just meant writing, you just say you? Yeah, yeah you just say also <laughs> yeah so in the PPS it was uh, we would like you to consider submitting some artwork to act as the journal cover image Ooh. so it's something that I'm sure they write to all the boys um, <laughs> but so we've decided to try and do a journal cover image good and I have the reputation of being a graphic artiste yeah. It's true. Cameron Shearer. So yep. I, I took it on myself. Are you pleased with the final result? I think it's okay. okay. I think it's okay. Um, mm. I, I've been trying to work out of, out of hours to do it. Yeah. But I'm using Illustrator yeah. and I only have that on my work computer. Okay. So I but can't it do is it work. It's work stuff. Yeah. But after I sent around my, my third draft, Chris said to me, this is a good use of your time, isn't it? Oh, what a decade. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I actually meant that. Like, I actually thought this is good because this could mean uh, it's a paper I'm on. Ah, good. And the great thing about journal covers is if you're on the paper, you claim the journal cover just like anyone else. You actually, I believe that in your citation metrics, you can actually include all of the papers in that journal. Because <laughs> oh, they're essentially bound in your work yeah. from cover to cover. People only read if the cover's good. That's I like right. It. I like it. Yeah. In fact, what I said to Cameron, I think I went further. I said, you should really clear your entire day's schedule and get this done right. Yeah. Because it could help me a lot. <laughs> yeah. I still can't work out how sincere you are. <laughs> 
I'm serious. Absolutely. No, no, I, I think it's, I, I, I think journal covers from what other people tell me are really important. Oh, no, no, I'm starting to get confused. Yeah, Is he no. sincere? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the weird intonation which makes it... I'm not sure it... if I'm sincere either now. This is, this is the problem. I get into these binds and I'm not sure... Whether I believe myself or not. So anyway, uh, I rushed through and I've submitted yeah. it today. Well done. Oh, good on you, Cameron. Well done. Well, done. well let us know because well, we'll show the world it, through P-pop. It, it's pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. I've got no good. artistic bone yeah. in my bones in my body. Good. Um, but I know good art when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is good art. So good. Yeah. Andy, I want to hear your news. What? How are you? I've got some. <laughs> I got some news. Holy shit! I've got some proper news. I'm I. I'm an invited speaker. What? Hang on. It gets better. I am an ins- invited speaker at an event in Melbourne. Holy what? shit. It gets better, guys. That's a big city. I am an invited speaker at an event in Melbourne for Wiley, the publisher. <gasps> My favorite publisher. Jesus, I'm publishing like a monster in that journal. I, it gets better, guys. What? I... I'm invited speaker at an event in Melbourne <laughs> for Wiley, the world's big biggest one academic of, one, one of sure, them anyway, yeah. One of the yeah. biggest academic publishers, all expenses paid. Holy what? shit. You yeah. guys, it gets better. You Yeah. <laughs> so guys There's no other Andrew up. Stapleton, is Far there? Out. I Why'd you let me talk I'm about invi- my <laughs> <laughs> I am an invited speaker. An event in Melbourne for the one of the world's biggest academic publishers, all expenses paid. Yeah, yeah. At their executive seminar series. Holy oh, shit! Is that good? It's it's the head honchos, guys. Ah. Hundreds of head honchos from all of the biggest colleges, institutions, and whatever else uh-huh. in Australia. I received the email a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was a scam. Mm, it sounds you like know it, those little scammy yeah, emails? Are you too sure good to be it's true? not a scam? Well, not well. No, because I haven't <laughs> been yet. But I'm so I thought it was a scam because as a as an academic, you get all these things. Hey, well, you're invited to talk at our yeah. nano conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure it's not Willie the publisher instead of Wiley? <laughs> <laughs> For Willie magazine, no, it's, it's definitely it's definitely actually. Um, For little Willie magazine. Well, that's your, your magazine. That's your magazine. That's your magazine. <laughs> you're your magazine. So I thought it was a scam because I was like, right, they found it. They they found my email somewhere. Here we go. So I read it and I looked at the the where it was from and it was at Wiley.com and I was like, okay, okay. well that's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yep. Then I found the lady on LinkedIn. Yep. And they referred to a couple of the talks I've done in the past that yep. I've got up online. Yep. Like TEDx talk. That's yep. More research than your regular scam. Exactly. Then then she provided a link to the seminar series from last year. And I clicked on it and it was a professional looking website and I was like, hey, these scammers have really gone out of their way yep. to they, make this. They deserve your money. They, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you're still not believing it at this point. Then she called me up Two days later, Ooh. hey, Andrew, you know, great to speak with you. This is what we're thinking. You're speaking alongside some like actual real people. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm like, right, when does she ask me for my fee? Yeah. Like, or, hey, how about you just, just send us some money here and we'll nothing. Just give us your account details exactly. and your PIN number. Yeah. So, guys, I think it's real. Holy shit. I think it's actually real. I was waiting for the shoe to drop, Whoa. but it's no, not going to drop. It's not going to drop. 
But oh, this is it. Form. In November, the 3rd of November, I'll yep. be flown across in uh, limousines and not in limousines. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fly you in a, a limousine? Look, this is the first time I've done this, so I'm just yeah. trying to say like I know yeah, I'm doing. I mean, Wiley's European, who knows what they got over there now. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Coffin tubes. In other news, my Undark podcast got released last week, which is great. Ooh. So this is the one with MIT in the States. I'm really I pleased. Listened to that. Have you listened to that one yet, Chris? No, I haven't. I have to give that it's, a listen. Yeah, it's good. It's great. It's I've way better than this one. Yeah. Uh, and final news, which is uh, Peepop news. Oh, shit. We. We. Have. Have. Me. Sold, sold. Yes. A mug, merch. a mug, a mug. Merch. We have got merch in the world, everyone. Merchorama. The merch. snowball begins. It begins. Look, I'm expecting exactly. an exponential increase of merch sales from here on out. So, first of all, to number one listener, Ingo Kerper. Thanks, Ingo. Thank you, Ingo. He's catapulted up the listener rankings. Oh, brilliant. And also, um, we've also got the T-shirt. Paul G's got the t-shirt oh, out and yeah. about in the world. So he wrote we, a nice uh, yeah. little message on the I've forum. I've got that in a minute. Um, and that's it. So everything's everything's going great. Yeah. Give Feedback o. from listeners. You're going to do that bit? After you. Oh. oh. All right. Gibbo. This is going to take a while. Have you got some news? Yeah. Funny you should say that. I've got a little bit of news. A little bit of news. So right. Cameron's already mentioned the um, awesome paper that's been accepted in the journal Small Methods that we are both on. Yeah, as so well as uh, small methods publisher, Wiley. Yeah, I'll Wiley. be talking to all of the executives. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's man. Me. Oh, thanks, yeah. thanks for getting us in there, Andy. No worries. I'll put in a good word for you guys. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. You'll be hearing about yeah. this paper. You'll and, be hearing uh, about it from them. Impact factor. Uh, okay, so um, it's a new journal, so it hasn't got impact factor yet, that's and it's right. not indexed in Web of Science or Scopus yet, so it doesn't meet the three criteria I usually Ooh. look for. But Seems dodgy. Yeah. No, 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 no. This not the, from Wiley, mate. No, not from Wiley. No dodgy not stuff from Wiley, from Wiley no. mate. <laughs> this is this one's gonna happen. Um and I mean on the paper, Chris, what's it about? Ah. Zebay babies. No. Efficient and fast synthesis of few layer black phosphorus via microwave assisted liquid phase exfoliation. Cool. Andy, any questions? Uh why what what sort of microwave? Uh Cameron, do you know what sort of microwave? A big one? Uh, 800 watts. Well, there were, we used two microwaves, <laughs> but they're yeah. both microwaves just for chemical synthesis. They're okay. not your not typical lunch microwave. Room. No. Not lunchroom. Oh, yeah, that's the next one, isn't it? Any other? Lunchroom microwave synthesis? Yeah, how that's much, the one to do. How much AFM did you have to do? Am I heading down the right path? Yes. Is this what you want? All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was there was a bit of characterization. Uh, oh, was there? Uh, quite a bit of ramen, quite a bit of AFM. We got Scanning OJ, an instrument uh, that Alex Sibley operates. Is this, is this still interesting? Uh, no, I've given by, up. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Quinton. <laughs> I, I actually, you can tell because I, I, I started thinking about, <laughs> about like, how? Because I'm not hungry, but I was like, "My, gotta eat something sweet." All right, let, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's move on. All right, then. let's now, move on. Uh, about the paper, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. This whole thing. Yeah. Was Chris's idea? Mm. Oh come on, Gebo, you would. Yeah, this started normally. Way so back I don't know why you, this didn't come up, and you were talking about whatever that boring shit was just before. No, your I, uh, idea was my idea. I think way back in September 2015, on some some papers around. Jesus. So I have a. Uh, uh, some history of really, really hating people who just use microwaves to make nanomaterials. Yeah. Yeah. A real history of that. Understandable. So when I saw that no one had done used microwaves to make phosphorine, yeah. I thought, yeah. let's do that. Let's yeah. jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Um, and what, two years later, here we are. Small Boom. methods paper. 
Small methods paper. Microwave yeah. plus nanomaterial equals high-impact journal paper. Paper, paper, paper. <clears throat> so, Chris, I reckon this is up there with your greatest ideas. Oh, what other, what other great ideas have I had? Well, Gibson method, the oh. uh, reference cantilever method for wait, uh, cantilever calibration. <laughs> Sorry, wait, Gibson methods. Is <laughs> <laughs> let's, no, let's make sure it's right. plural. <laughs> I'm putting this in your top five science ideas. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. And it's, it's, it's bearing other fruit. We can't talk about just yet because another paper connected to this hasn't been officially accepted yet. So we don't but, count our papers till they're accepted. Now, the paper that uses the... The Global Calibration Initiative. <laughs> has had another Thanks for doing the noises. And has had another site. So that's six Whoa. for the year, Whoa. according to um, Google Scholar. That one is really building momentum. He really is. I, I feel it. Like- another big bit of news. <laughs> I am buying a house. What? That means all three of us in this place will be homeowners. Yeah. Yep. Oh, aren't we all adults? Yep. So, yeah, uh, I have to say it's an intriguing process I've never been through before. Yeah. A lot of people keep saying to me, you must be excited, you must be excited. I'm not excited yet. No, it's too too annoying. There's a lot to do. When when will you be excited? Once I'm moved in and everything's sorted, which Mm -hmm. people say that will never happen. I'm not moved moved in yet. Andy, are you excited about owning a house? No. You're still not excited. No, not really. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, I don't, your, I that's, your, that's your like grumpy grandpa I, face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I think it's I think it's nice. I, it's ex- it would be exciting if I didn't have to pay back the money. Uh-huh. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, have any yeah. plans to not pay back the money? <laughs> I don't think. I think there's rules. <laughs> just skip out. Just skip out. I think there's rules in the thing I signed. Don't do that. I'll, I'll double check. The it. bank will send around and some minders. Some one arm Lenny will come around with a crowbar and, and sort you out. Anyway, connected to my house news, I've got some big thanks. Big thanks to Andy and Kate for helping right. me navigate the buying process, as well as fruitful discussions with Smoopy. Don't give me fruitful discussions. You may as well spit in my face. <laughs> yeah. Right. Leave me out of it. Stand still. <laughs> <laughs> so I had fruitful, I had fruity discussions. With That's better. Smoopy and Heavy D and a huge fan of mine and the podcast, Mike Perkins. All right. Now it's biggest news. Sorry, Not, oh, so it's, hang on. It doesn't get any bigger than what you've just said, surely. No. no oh, it gets bigger. Oh. It gets, and I, I said I said it wasn't. I said it was going to hold back the tears. I said there was going to be no crime. What? No chin wobble. That's the sound of a man's lip Wanking. wobbling in 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 earnest emotion. What According to Web of Science core collection, oh, this. the scientist <laughs> He knows what's coming. You can hear the excitement in Cameron's voice. We're so proud of you, Gibbo. The scientist with the researcher ID G-3626-2010, that is myself. Christopher Thomas T-Bone Falcon Gibbo Gibson. T-Bag. <sighs> now has a H-index of... 20. Wow! We'll do a special noise for that. Special yeah, noise. it goes like this. H index of 20. So, uh, look, big thanks to everyone. Joyce, the kids, Shauna, Keelan, mum, yep. dad, rest of the family yep. and friends, including Schmoopy and BA for your endless support 
And constant compliments. Yeah. And there's going to be photos of me at the end of this with the plaque. Yep. Um, looking emotional. All right. Okay, so be prepared to see. I know, I'm not afraid to cry. I cry sometimes. I do. I'd, I'd, I'd quite happily make you cry. I cry. And you're going to see tears of emotion in my face for reaching this amazing achievement. Not yet with Scopus. We get another chance to celebrate when I hit H oh, index. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's that support list. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you get one in your lifetime. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, I think you're going like, to like the next bit more than any of the previous bits. Well, I've got, I'm, not, I'm, I'm resurrecting. I'm sure I will. You will. You will. <laughs> I'm resurrecting Gibbo's funny stories. Oh, yeah. So today I was at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good start. Yeah. Good start. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I uh, I had to sort of mess with my belt buckle a little bit. A little bit. And and what happened was I pulled on the belt a bit oh. too hard and oh. your pants <laughs> fell down. The belt broke. Uh. Give me one minute, listeners. Here it is. You can. That's the sound of the belt buckle. This is the sound of the, the leather. And you can see, confirm, boys. Confirmed. Yeah. You've so, pulled the buckle off the belt. What is keeping Falcon's trousers up right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ethernet <Okay>. cable. <laughs> it's a five-meter Ethernet cable. It goes around my waist once. <laughs> Yeah, I improvised. Well I improvised. done. Well done. <laughs> you have to get a photo of it. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, let's get it. So, um, yeah, give those funny stories. I had a feeling you guys might find that mildly amusing. Oh, but I tell perfect. you what, an Ethernet cable, it does make a good substitute belt. It's worked pretty well. <laughs> now, I mean, Gibbo, you're a man who refuses to buy new glasses despite the fact there's zero lens in there. Uh, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> Are we going to be seeing that that is your belt for the uh, next few months? Yeah, is that, is that how no, you live now? I can't promise it won't happen. <laughs> I really can't. Who knows when I get up tomorrow and I have to take three seconds to find a new belt. I might just say, fuck it. <laughs> Ethernet cable, do your thing. Well right. done, everyone. He's, so, he's not finished. Are you still going? I'm still going. Oh, me. I'm still going. It doesn't stop. I love it. Keep I'm going, sorry. mate. I'm sorry. So um, it, we've got to do Cameron's Rubbish Science Competition. The peepop most relevant scientist of the year competition. I'm not, even the, no, I'm not even doing the fucking thing. Get on with it. <laughs> Guys, very quickly, feedback oh, you got from listeners. So- no, no time. On Twitter, from Alicia, or Alakaya. Alakaya. Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. From Adelaide, I think. From Adelaide, yeah, so yeah. definitely Alicia. Yeah. Um, she says, prepping samples while listening to peepop. Geology is not boring, Andy Ooh. J. Stapleton. And she had pictures of rocks. So sorry. I <laughs> yeah. knew that was going to get me. Yeah. I knew and, it. And you I mean, are controversial, man. When you so, saw that picture of rocks, were you like, I'm wrong? I'm wrong. That, those rocks those are so ro- interesting. <laughs> mm. Another one, Heavy D, fan of the show on Facebook. Oh, yeah, this is a great one. He says, Thanks, Gibbo. Actually, no, it, no, it goes the other he, way. He's positive, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So it's like this. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah just no, I normally say <laughs> it the other way around. Right? To scorn. Don't give up. Thanks, Gibbo. I checked my junk folder and found an email from a collaborator. Hashtag science heroes. Hashtag check your junk. Oh, man. Thank well you done. so much, Every Day. Thank you've made you. A, you've made a difference, T-Bag. From yeah. Facebook as well. What? This is from Anders. Balls out Barlow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Balls out Balls Barlow. Out. He says, can't say I'm a fan of any of the nicknames. 
but we came up for him. Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> unlike Gibbo's Blanche Dubois. Oh, Blanche uh, Dubois is perhaps perfect. the it most is, perfect amazing, nickname of all time. It is, it is. Anyway, it says, great listen on the bus this morning. Once again, stop making me snort in public. Oh, so We can't guarantee that. No. Balls out, bar. <laughs> Ballsy. We can't guarantee it, mate. Last bit is also balls. from the forum. Yeah. Andy Madonet. Andy Madonet forum. Andy Madonet. Um, is from Paul G, the competition winner. There's a great yeah. photo of him. His profile picture is wearing the T-shirt he won from Gibbo's oh, quiz. The Smoky T. It's from Smoky, yeah, the Smoky T. And um, he says, I thought we could make a thread on and share precious moments that we had in context with our favorite P-pop merch. Um, Ooh, so, nice. Ingo, yeah. get on there. Yep. Post, post your merch pics. Yeah, love it. Oh my god! What? What's happened? You okay? Something's just come out of my bum. Oh, uh, not again? Interested. Guess what it is? Not interested. A job? It's topic for the day, uh. <laughs> and it is it is jobs. A jobby. It is jobs. It's a jobby. I did a jobby. Um, so the topic is jobs, searching and applying for jobs. Ooh. Because in today's scientific world, it seems like we're applying for jobs all the time. What is it? Every couple of years now for people at our level or at least signing contracts? Yeah. Oh, it's eternal. And I, I feel like, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you should always be looking for a job as well. You never know when that perfect job could come up. Yeah, I hear that a lot. I think so. Uh, I think you should always look. Um, I have a few email alerts and so that's what I'm kind of counting uh, as okay. looking. Yep. And so... That's the clever way to do it. Yeah, so it's not so much... Taking time away from me, I would get an email, say, once a month or so. The The email alerts are very specific. Yeah. So I have some from Nature Jobs, um, which is a good website for job finding. Mm-hmm. And I think I've put it in so specifically that I most often get an alert saying, you've got no new jobs this week. <laughs> <laughs> jobs for Cameron Shearer. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've almost done that. And so I think that uh, you should really always be looking out no matter yeah. what you have. I imagine you should just be aware of, of other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often you are, say, acting something that could get you a job in the future and you don't even realize it at the time. So at a yeah. conference, if you meet someone, you talk to them, if you make a good impression, that could end up helping you get a job Gibbo let's say your contract's coming to an end what monthage do you ramp it up when yeah. when do you start saying oh shit so I've definitely uh, the whole idea that you're supposed to be constantly you know on the lookout for another job I'm yeah. not good at that I have to say but when I've got a contract that lasts more than six months yeah I would say I start looking six months before the job finishes because okay. <laughs> usually when I would start looking sort of quite in earnest yeah for that next job. That's what I've done in the past anyway. Yeah. And like like these days with the interweb, I'm on a, a I used to be on a mailing list. Okay. Um, which used to post jobs. And that's how I got my first couple of postdocs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually on the Uni Adelaide, Uni SA job alert um, mailing list. Yep. So every week they email out jobs. Like janitor. Like anything. I know I look at them and go, can't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I see those uh, every week. Um, but you can also go to employment agencies and things like that. 
my contract finishes in two years. And yeah. so I am trying to get a plan B. So in other words, I'm trying to find out what else I can do. Yeah. So I rang up a, uh, a resource called Kelly Scientific yeah. Services. Yeah. And uh, they, all their phones were busy and um, they, I gave them a number for them to ring me back. Uh, and they haven't done that yet. <laughs> Kelly Scientific <laughs> Services. Get off your ass. Yeah, yeah, get off your ass. two or three days ago. So please oh. give me a call. I'd like to have a discussion with you about what I might be able to do in the future. Yeah. So because this the is whole... a good way, to, good way to do it, Chris. Yeah, yeah they definitely <laughs> listen to this podcast. Hurry up, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's, it's you know, for me at the moment, it's like, what else could I do apart from being a, a scientific researcher? And I think mm. that's what Noni was, was talking about. What else can we do with the skills we've accrued during our scientific career? And I'm yep. trying to work that out. Yep. Because if this job doesn't work out, you know. You're playing with spoons. What else am I going to do? What else can I do? And mm. I don't really know that. And that's what I was hoping to talk to these guys about, but yep. hasn't panned out yet. So I had the employment agency explained to me once. Ooh, so a friend good. of mine work, was working for one. Yep. And the people working there are on commission and the company pays the employment agency something like 5% of the salary. It's like an extra on cost. Forever? Yeah, as long as for the term of the contract. Wow. Yeah. Um, And so the employee isn't earning less money. It's the employers kind of just paying extra, but that they didn't need to go through, I don't know, is it hard to employ someone? Probably is most of the I time. I guess so. I mean, there's a lot of HR. You've got to be nice to people. That's yeah. difficult. And uh, the the friend of mine was saying that because they're working in a specific field, they kind of get to know the people working in that field so right. they can kind of help help the company kind of just fast track yeah. and get the, get the best person for the job. I don't like the idea of working for commission. No. I mean, no. Andy, you're. I mean, I'm working for it now. free. <laughs> it's not commission. It's called working for free. Yeah, it's <laughs> working for very little money. Gibbo. Yeah. So. Gibbo, what's on your mind? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gibbo, what's on your mind, mate? I, I can I can always talk. All right. Um, for me, it's like what what jobs have I got experience looking for? I've only got jobs experience. Experience in, in scientific research. Yeah. So that's the only kind of job. Where do you find ever. those? Where well, did you find them in I mean, the past? Like I said, there was a. What was mailing your mailing list? list? So Don't just um, call it a mail. Was this in the mail? No, no, this was. No, it wasn't actually. It was, uh, it was on the interweb. Yeah. So what um, the company that makes most of our AFMs years and years and years oh. ago, Digital Instruments. They had a you, mailing list. They used to have a mailing list. And wow. it was for anyone um, who wanted to ask questions about AFM, basically, atomic force microscopy. Yeah. And so if you're on the mailing list and the questions got posted, and I posted a few myself, everyone would get them. And what happened That's after a while, good. yeah, a, a bunch of the universities, you know, people working um, at universities who, who would participate in this realized, oh, I can get people yeah, that know who about are expert AFM. in AFM yeah. just by putting out jobs. So I got I got two or three jobs. Wow, through that through one that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, once you do good, but do do okay in a couple of postdocs, you'll yeah. you'll get more. You'll yeah. get more. Yeah, yeah. Will I? <laughs> you will. You will. There'll always be someone wanting to piggyback on your hard work and success. Yeah, Cameron, how have you got all your jobs? Uh, I've got them all listed here. Um, all right, postdoc one. Ended up working in Germany. Yeah, that one was a. That was an application. There was a few like um, 
there's a few websites that kind of accrue science jobs in that particular country. Okay. So I think Australia, there's uni jobs. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. In the UK, there's RSC jobs. I can't remember the exact that's names Royal now. Royal Society of Chemistry yeah. jobs. Yeah, yeah. And actually, so the lady I used to work with, she had a list of the, exactly yeah. those, those aggregators for. And it's strange, actually, that it is for each country. Yes. There we are. There's a business or regions. Topic. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I mean, when, hmm. So then I was like, at the end of my PhD, I had like a Word document with the links to click. Mm-hmm. And so each Monday I would click on the links, see if there's any new jobs and then yeah. s- sort out a day to apply for the jobs that I found. Yeah. Uh, and there was another one that was just for the EU, okay. EU region. That's actually where I found the, my job on. And then there's also Nature Jobs, which is quite yeah. good as well. Uh, and so Postdoc 1, so all of my applications were through that, just answering Applying job. job selection yeah. stuff. So I don't have the exact number, but I did. I made something like 30 applications wow. on that yep. first round mm. and I got about three or four interviews. Okay. So that's... Um, and then one job offer. That's all you need. Yeah, and I took it. Uh, yeah. Before he, could, <laughs> before he could change his mind. Um, the second one was a bit different. I was going to, well, I did apply for a fellowship in Adelaide and then the the person who I was going to be working with said, if you don't get the fellowship, I'll employ you on this other project. Okay. And so I didn't get the fellowship and then they employed me on this other project. I signed a document saying I would work on this one thing Mm -hmm. and I never, ever did that, which was a bit disappointing. That's interesting. So so is he doing you a favor in that instance? He wants you, but... I can't well yeah like what what's his motivation behind that i think that they didn't so that the funding for that was coming from a company okay and i think that they just the university didn't understand what the company actually wanted so they wrote they wrote this job application form Mm -hmm. for what they thought the company wanted but that ended up not being correct okay uh so that was one application no interviews just got it love it uh, the third postdoc was for the one, the job I have at the moment. That mm-hmm. was, I did one application, one interview, and I yeah. got the position, but I didn't change research groups. So I had a bit of a advantage. You had an in. Yeah. Mm. And then now I've had a few fellowship applications. I'm not counting. I've, I've made three job applications. How many has it been long enough that it's a definite no? And how many are still like up in the air? Only one of them is up in the air, but that's the okay. one that I submitted on Friday. Yeah, so. wow, okay, yeah, mm. yeah. Because, mm. I mean, that's one of the most annoying things. But the rest things. of them, I, I only heard, a, I didn't hear a no from any of them. Yeah, and that's that's so annoying. Like, mm. I think they should at least, even if you got 200 applicants, even if it was just, a, like, copy-paste all of them and just be like, no. Yeah. Like, even just those two yeah. letters would mean that you could let it go and move on. Yeah, computers are good enough. And we always, you always have to apply through a computer yeah. interface anyway. It should be able to compile the yeah. email addresses of pe- of applicants. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And so my after I finished my PhD, I applied, um, I think it was just seek.com.au, which is the main aggregator here yep. in Australia. And I applied for a position and it happened to include surface and colloid science, which was what my PhD was in. So it was great. I got that explosive chemistry mm-hmm. job. And then- Is that I'm, your only application? Yeah. Oh, no, I I got I, I put in about three or four job applications um, and they were all outside of uni and outside of research. Um, 
and I got shortlisted for two, and then the yeah, the, I decided to accept the explosives um, job because hmm. some of these uni jobs, mm. like the selection oh, yeah, criteria, it it's like six or seven pages. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you you've got to, and then no, no, none of them are the same. No, so you've got to you, tweak things slightly yeah. between each of them, and that can take ages. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a real yeah, oh. it's a real pain in the ass. Um, and then I found our nature jobs. A, the Flinders job, and the the only reason I found it is because I mistyped doctoral like oh. position, and they had misspelt <laughs> it. Do you know? Like, Just like you. Yeah. yeah. So I if think that was, hadn't I think happened, put, we would not be sitting no, here. No, it was so, postdoctoral or something like so that. So that would not have come up in my very no, specific exactly. email search. There so, you go, look at that. And... I typed in and I typed in, I was like, oh, I spelled that wrong. And then it was like, bing, Flinders. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Would you have found it if that hadn't occurred, do you think? I think I would have, yeah. but this one just made it blatantly obvious because it was like, oh, I misspelled it. And it's just like one. Oh, and they're incompetent. They're going to be great to work for. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm, I've applied for a couple of jobs now and uh, a couple of them I've, I've heard back for, but because I'm switching careers, it's weird because I've got the science stuff down pat. Like, yeah. if I was asked to list all my science abilities, I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 mm. all this, there's my, you know, whatever. But now that I'm changing, it's like, what's your portfolio? What's your, what do you bring? And so that's one thing I find really lacking now is I, they're not asking for science. There is science yeah. jobs. They like that I'm a scientist, but they need more on top of it. So, yeah, mm. that. That to me is the biggest sticking point at the moment. It's like H index doesn't mean much doesn't anymore. Doesn't mean fuck all, mate. Isn't mm-hmm. like and no you, one. You should be pretty happy. with I'm that. pretty happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of applications, then we've we've had sh- handshakes. Yeah. You've had massive um, forms. Yeah. How hard is it? To write those massive forms, like how long does it take? Oh, I I did. I remember doing one in 2014, and I'd left it like for a. I had one day to do it and I kind of thought I'll knock this over pretty quick. I really underestimated it. It took me, Mm. it was one of those, like I I worked on it all day and then I had to work on it most of the night and then I got something in the next day and I still wasn't really happy with it. Mm. I wish I'd spent more time on it. Do you feel like you just weren't creative enough? No, it's it's some, it's some of the questions just are kind of vague. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're hard to answer. And particularly if you don't have a track record in grant funding, Mm. Or they're asking like, you know, questions basically allude to the fact that you've had a group or you've supervised students. Yeah. And if you haven't got those things, how do you actually say something without yeah. it sounding like rubbish, but also it is actually going to help you? I think that's it. Like scientific bullshit detection is actually quite good. Yeah. So you... Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard. It's hard to... to Put something in an application where you haven't actually got the experience in that area mm. that they're asking for. But then again, maybe you shouldn't expect to be able to write absolutely everything for for every point in a selection criteria. But the back of your mind, you're always thinking someone else is. <laughs> yeah, someone else is. Someone's is, doing is a got better fucking, job. Has had a million dollars in funding and and yeah. run us run a group and things like that. So. Yeah. But it's not like you're going to hide those things, is it? I'll- I'm kind of going a little bit the other way in my job applications where I care less about the words written. And I think 
what really matters is your the length of your H index <laughs> and yeah. uh, oh, you, uh, the number you think of publications. They're the actually the important thing. I think that's all they really care about. Okay, maybe, like, grant maybe. funding as well, but you can't change like it's a number. These people who are reading our job applications are busy. They're not reading words. They're looking at numbers. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is as now in your position, you're applying for different fellowships. Do you have to explain what you would do, your research strengths, and like try to m- mish, um, try to match it in with what they're missing or yeah. want? Yeah, that's what I've been so doing. Yeah, that's quite unique to science, I would imagine. That you have to sell what you your skill. You like yeah. literally, you're bringing over a research field with you. Yes, is that difficult? I it is. It's very difficult, and it's. I mean, it's all BS. <laughs> I think because it's all yeah. I don't think all that really yeah. matters is the numbers but I, I don't know enough about real jobs real jobs being outside of science mm. where it's not you can't just say I'm going to work hard or I'll do whatever you tell me to do it's yeah. I'll be independent I'll bring in money from outside I'm I'll start thinking, a whole new area of research that the yeah. university requires or needs yeah. or something like that I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make everyone around me smarter with yeah, my, that's with my smart fields they, yeah they do want to hear that sort of thing absolutely I mean one, one thing I want to ask one thing I know that, that there is a variable and that is the people who are judging it and they do definitely have different ideas yeah because I've talked to people who have judged applications and and one one interesting story I had was I talked to one academic and i said well when you're looking at the number of papers someone has uh, i mean does the does the author order how much does that matter and they're like i don't care i just look at the 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 raw number and if Mm. it's a big number then i'm like that's great Mm. but i've talked to others and they're like oh no first author is crucial i almost discount any paper where they're not first author yeah and so if you get a bunch of people who are like i'm just interested in like cameron said total number of papers an author order would be the kind of thing where you'd actually have to look at and read and check but unless, only like unless, as a secondary thing. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you were to write that down or something like that. Then yeah. maybe in the end that's what is going to be the, the main thing that judges people. Total number of papers, H-index, total number of sites, yep. money you bring in, four, four things. So do you think then that science, like it would work if in a first round of applications you just, you just send in, you type in a, your number? You type in what they actually want instead of all this like hours of writing. Well, even better, you'd probably just send them your researcher ID or your ORCID. Yeah, right. ORCID account yep. number because then they can just look up all those metrics themselves and they know you're not lying. Yeah, yeah. Because you could easily bullshit. The, the fellowship I just put in last week, after my name, it said, what is your H-index according mm. to Google Scholar? What Ooh, is your number Google of... Google pub- Scholar, yeah. really? What is your number of publications? How many grants have you been named as a chief investigator wow so not just oh sorry yeah so you've got chief investigator is anyone on the grant but then you've got the the head chief what is that principal the principal and that's yeah. it, really. And, wow. Well, no, but then the next pages were the other, the, the wordy bits. Oh, God. I, it's so, so annoying. Really, because so, so, really so some think. of the people judging me will only look at that one page. Yeah. So what do you prefer? Would you prefer that it just comes down to the numbers or, or do you think some questions, some fluff is actually a good uh, idea? I think that all of the fluff can will just be put aside because you, sh- you can tell how good someone is from an interview. Yeah. So if you're just looking at the numbers to work out your top yeah. ten or so candidates, and then you interv- then you did the interview process to kind of work out from there. 
And would you say the, the interv- things the in- that you write down? It's like an exam isn't the same as real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Knowledge. And I mean, I mean, you know, we've definitely got stories of people who, on paper, look pretty amazing, but yeah. then they start working in the lab, and you realise, ooh, ooh, this isn't going to work out quite as well as I thought. Cameron, top tips for Ooh. applying for jobs um i think that so i've never actually done it before but i think actually contacting a group that you want to work with mm. is just the best way to do it yeah um there are, we know it from opportunities that have just come about in within our own research group that yeah there's often money around but there's not enough, say, to warrant a, like a two-year postdoc, but there's sure. enough for like a month-to-month position. Yeah. Um, and we've also seen a few times where someone would just come to a group and just work for free for a short time. Yeah. And then that would – that a few times I've seen that develop into a contract. So they've position. shown that they're valuable Yeah. and people want to keep them around. Uh, I don't know. How yeah. does that count as a, how does, as a top tip? Things I've two things I've look, never done before. Exa- yeah, that's it. Look, great, good top tips, Gibbo. Top tips, top tips. Or once you've got the job, or when you're looking <laughs> for the job. Yeah. Oh, either whatever you want. Once you've got the job, get a, get an agent next to twenty. Get <laughs> you got to get a paper out as quick as you can. Yeah, I think just pump one out. <laughs> pr- pr- it's, just, pr- it's that easy. Just pump out a paper. It's like doing a shit. You, well, you, got to, you might go through a little bit of pain at the start. The other thing is don't get too intimidated by your supervisor sitting you down and saying, I expect 20 papers a year. Yeah. That's all bullshit. Hmm. That's all bullshit. They'll say, they might say it at the start, but they know deep down that's not the way. That doesn't mean like pump out a paper or two as quick as you can hmm. just to prove to them that you've got it in you. you got it in you. Yep. And you we'll can have- do the work. We'll you have know. Gibbo's top tips on how to pump out a paper as quick as possible. Oh, yeah, I've got some podcast. tips for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got you some are, tips. I mean, you can pump out a paper. Pump out a paper. That's a lot of alliteration piece. there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. My t- my top tip would be to never, ever stop searching. Like, even if you're not in a position where you want to move, it's always yeah. just good to know what's around and who's hiring. Like, now I, I've been freelancing also known as unemployed or fun employed for a mm. while but I, i'm used i'm fun employed fun shut employed. up <laughs> fun employed uh, <laughs> that's a good uh, one remember you uh, emailed us today i'm sorry i hadn't spoken to anyone all day <laughs> um but what, one thing i have noticed is like the pattern of when jobs come out and also i've seen companies where i want to stay away from because i've realized in the last six months they had they've advertised for the same job a couple of times mm-hmm. so mm. i'm like well, obviously, two people have started and gone. This is a shit job, or they weren't happy with who they who applied, so they took it off. I don't know. Two, two in a row. I don't know. Anyway, so those are my suspicions. So always just keep an eye of, of what's out there, and love your um, email alerts. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, cleverest way to do it. Have you ever? I mean, I know you left your last job early. See ya. But it's also possible you can, you don't have to see out a contract. No, if something better comes yeah. along, just leave. Yeah. There's no... Don't worry about loyalty. Very good. I like that. Great advice. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, everyone in the world mm-hmm. 
We're doing gardening. Gardening. Mm. Gardening. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. The yeah. growing of plant life. The right. growing in what a, some sort of order. Well, how wholesome. What a, what a brilliant idea. How wholesome mm. of us. Mm. Mm. Right. All right. Who wants to go first? Andy, you're going first. All right, good. Here we oh, go. I, I, with what I brought, I've got to go last. Oh, All right. Go sure, last. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. You've got 100 people. So, do you know what? I've, 100 I've gardens been, at least. 100 gardens. <laughs> do you know what annoys me? About gardening. A lot. Nearly going out, everything. Going outside. Going outside. Getting dirty. The dirt. Getting dirty, the exertion. Not being the in patience, front of the computer. Not, the not, time it takes. Yeah. No one telling me I'm good Sweating. At it. Yeah. So anyway, all of those. But more than all of those is... Work. When, when someone said, look, we're going to have this garden, in my uh-huh. mind, I'm like, great. Yeah. That garden's going to look lovely. But what I forget is that yeah. you have to plant little plants. Uh-huh. Right? Because they're expensive. Well, you don't have to. Well, no, but they're so fucking expensive. Yeah. So I got so at the moment I've got a garden that I hope turns into a oh, garden ooh. that will look nice. You noticed my garden before? It looks nice. Thanks. Yeah, very. You trim your bush very well. Oh, that was inevitable. <laughs> of course. Um, so what I'm going to do is I want. I still. I don't want to buy big plants. I still want to have little yeah, plants, but I am making them grow as fast as possible. Ooh. Okay. All right. So I've got a hundred plants. Yeah. No. First of all. <laughs> I was thinking, right, how, how would science do this? Well, it would genetically engineer some. Yeah. All right. Yep. Did you, do you want to know some facts? All right. Do you want to know we... some science facts? Yep. Are do these it. Actual facts? Yeah. I'm excited. Guess how much. This isn't a fact. This is a guessing game, but I will give you the fact at the end. I want to I mix in some genes of plants that grow fast, and I want the fastest growing plants on earth. Okay. All right. Bamboo. Bamboo. Great. How fast does it grow? Oh, like a centimeter an hour. Yeah, it's something like 30 centimetres a day. The fastest variety grows at 91 centimetres per day. All right, I'll close this. Point to Cameron. Holy fuck. That's really quick. That's really quick. So within like three days, I've got a full-grown tree, guys. Yeah. That's great. Um, also, algae and duckweed grow particularly fast as well. Good for them. Oh, yeah, good for them. So anyway, I'm smashing That's going to be your garden? It's, no, it's going to be... Algae and bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I didn't say it looked good. It's just gonna grow. <laughs> That's true. Hey, That's true. I'm gonna smash in the right genes. I'm gonna identify the genes, smash them out, yeah. slash them, smash and slash into my smash and slash the genes. Yeah, yep. Into my my plants. What about some splicing? Splice. I'll splice <laughs> huh? that in. I'm gonna splice them what in about as well. Some splicing. Good work, cast. Gibson. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's in the top five. That one. And then, though, if you produce a paper, by the way, based on that. <laughs> If that's in that's your top impossible. five, yeah. you got a pretty poor top five. If saying the word splice <laughs> is in your top five moments, all right. Well, what can I say? Listen up, I'm not even sorry, done. Sorry. So well, we're splashing, we're slicing, right. we're yep, ma- yep, ma- yep. mashing. Yep. So that's that guarantees growth, right? But it doesn't ingru- it doesn't guarantee healthy plants. Mm-hmm. No. So studies have found. The, the ideal ratio of nutrients for flowering plants, yep. it's all going to be flowers. Yep. Because flowers are pretty and they're going to be massive, is 312. Yep. That's 3% nitrogen, 1% phosphorus, and 2% potassium. Mm-hmm. So I'm making sure that the garden is kept at that perfect thing at all times. Yep. All right. And I'm measuring how fast they grow relative to. A control group. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Now I'm going to keep this going until I get told off by the council. 
Okay. I want the biggest, so you're expecting, bushiest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, your like little flower is going to be perhaps one kilometer tall. Yeah. Look, when, when the aviation people give me a call, yeah. that's when I'll consider stopping. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. that when you speak to plants... That they grow faster. You just remembered this bit. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or rock music as yeah, well. Yeah, rock music. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm getting a load <laughs> of people, and I'm I'm creating a thing that pinches their nipples, so they scream in pain at the plants to make them grow faster. So so screaming in pain helps plants grow faster. Any than- loud noise, they just love it. Yeah, and I really feel like screaming. Nipple pinch, yeah, it's not perfect. That sounds and you horrible. feel like recorded screaming nipple has, pinch. No, no, yeah. has to be live. live. Has to be live. Yeah, the so, plants need to smell the fear. So there's another variable that I'll adjust. I'll have like nipple, no, like number of people having their nipples yeah. tortured. No, I think that's versus more plant for growth. you than anyone really. <laughs> I don't think the plants really are going to care yeah. about that so much. It's, uh, do you want? Do you want to volunteer? I'm no, looking for volunteers. I, no, you've heard me talk about my nipples before. That's not a funny, not it's, a funny it's, subject. It's a no-go zone. You can't even no make jokes about it. zone. I put Band-Aids on them in the morning so they don't rub against my shirt. Do you really? No. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> no, you can't see my nipples. I think I have. Yeah, you probably have. Your um, muscly shirt. You got your uh, oh, muscly yeah. photo. Your nipples yeah, are out. That's Being true. They you look all right. Beautiful. Thank you. Why are they so... <laughs> Thank you, uh, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> Why are they so long? <laughs> All right, Cameron. Schmoopy, bring it. Uh-huh. Bring some science to this. Oh, some actual science yeah, to science yeah. this? <laughs> Not just regular gardening? No. Reg- Fuck you, I had splice, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> he had genetic engineering in there. Yeah. yeah which and is what got- they, they already do that. Yeah. But not bamboo ones. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Cameron. Come did, on then. Cameron did add the temporal field in there. So, so. Yeah, on his idea. Yeah. That was bollocks. Come on. <laughs> all right. I think we can all agree that nature is good. Oh, it's so wonderful. I nature, nature. Nature has kind of worked out a way to do everything it really needs to do to get by. Mm. So no, evolution yeah. has created these plants. Yeah. And they can turn the sunlight into energy, and then the energy gets turned into. It's just so peaceful. Plants. The, the, the oh, gardening is just food, so and then we eat the food, and then we, the we respirate the carbon dioxide that they uh, yeah they respirate. Yeah. So I mean, so nature's nature's done good enough, but we can do better. Yeah, of course, of course. All right. For instance, photosynthesis. Yeah. The uh. way that plants turn sunlight into energy. Yeah. That has a conversion efficiency yep. of somewhere between three to six percent. Good. Shit. That's I make solar cells with a conversion efficiency of thirteen percent. Take that 13. nature. Take that nature. Now, other people say the 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 solar panels you can buy. Yeah. They have an efficiency of twenty percent. Other labs doing their cheaty ways with dangerous chemicals and you wouldn't want to do it, uh, get 45% <laughs> conversion efficiency. That is a lot better than nature. And frankly, uh, nature's not good enough for me. No, no. it's struggling. Struggling to keep up with, with human science. So what I would do is uh, I can use have less leaf space on my plants if I just install my own solar panels. You just want twigs? Well, there's still flowers. Is your favorite part about a plant the, the leaf? leaf? Well, <laughs> the fucking leaf, mate. Give me more no, leaves, the better. No, flowers are the flowers are the flowers. Are what, what 
plants are planted for or the fruit. Oh. All right. All right. I'm, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to install my solar panels as the power source for plants. Okay. Now this... Now I don't exactly know how to. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on! Where's, this is this is where the science happens. There's a crucial step here, I think, that we're going to gloss over. I don't know exactly how to plug into the mainframe of a of a plant. Um, Look, you get your electrodes, you stab it in the side. You, hope you could the use genetic engineering. No, he can't because he poo pooed it. Exactly. I'm not going to. I'm going to use what we got. I'm going to use actual science. Now there is a field of horticulture. Called electroculture. Ooh. And now this is where you just simply plug, you get you add little electrodes to yep. the root system of the plant, and then you apply a voltage to it. So my voltage is coming from my leaves, oh. my artificial leaves. Oh, wow. The voltage just gets plugged directly to the roots, and then that is using this electroculture. It's a real thing. Books were written. Books on electroculture. Sounds pseudoscience. All right, books. Come on. So the books I found on my little uh, internet search are mostly from the seventies and eighties. Oh, here we go. Not so many recent books, yeah. but I think it's because solar panels were terrible then, mm. and we've got them so much better now that electroculture is just about to go upwards again. Oh, I, see. I think it's time to jump on it. Yep. 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 Uh, but I have some proof that electroculture works. Have you attached? Have you done the experiment? Someone else has for me. Good. Now, there's a website. And uh, I mean, this website is all-science-fair-projects.com. <laughs> now, maybe all science fair projects without the dashes was taken. Um, but this one, <laughs> this is a website with the dashes. It makes it easy to read. Yeah. And they did an electroculture experiment. They put a nine volt battery onto 10 radish plants. 10. Now, in Peapop, we prefer things to happen in 100s. We do, yeah. Uh, but they did have, so they got 10 plants with the nine volt battery. Hang on. That's less than a volt per plant. No, no, no. Each plant has okay, a Okay, I was going to say, battery. yeah, no, all right, good. So, yeah. what, are you, I, you're thinking one volt's One volt's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> Bull, bully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two volts or nothing in this house. And they did 10 plants without it. After 10 days, with the voltage, the average height was 547 millimeters. Yeah. Without the voltage, the average height was 437 millimeters. Oh, my goodness. That is a 25% bigger plant with the electroculture but they still had its bloody leaves yeah what journal was it published in hang on let's go with my thing all dash science dash fair dash project.com <laughs> what's its impact factor <laughs> two because he read it <laughs> yeah well and so i mean it's time now solar panels are getting better yeah uh why bother uh, my science this is let's electroculture Let's put solar panels onto leaves, make them grow faster. We get our stuff quicker. No splicing, no dicing, pure boring. plant. What boring science. No splicing and dicing, mate. Yep, and Come then you on. can write a book on that and it can go in the section with chiropractors. So that's brilliant. <laughs> you mean bestsellers? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, sciencey. Is yours going to be more sciencey than oh, mine? Oh, well. Uh, have you just created a I've, space? I've, I've, yeah. I've, no. <laughs> um, no. No, look, um, 
As usual, you guys have brought some pretty mediocre science to science this. Mate, I had ge- genetic engineering. You had you mentioned genetic engineering. Cameron brought up I had actual case study <laughs> from the internet. Um, so look, I'm doing what I always do. I'm bringing imagination. All right. I'm outside the box. What is the biggest, most ambitious type of gardening that you could possibly imagine? Ooh, uh, bamboo gardening. <laughs> don't, uh, don't just regurgitate <laughs> your idea. Japanese rock gardening. No, nope, bigger. Uh, uh, regrowing the seagrass on the floor Ooh, of this ocean. Bigger, bigger. Come on. Making Moon. big. Oh, big Terraforming, forests. terraforming, ma- terraforming Mars. planets. Uh, okay, there we are. That's what we're doing today. Well, uh, Function. Yeah, I can see. You see their eyes, listeners. They're like, "Oh God, I wish I thought of that." <laughs> I am actually. Yeah. So I'm terraforming. I, but but this is the thing. Which what? planet would be the best to terraform? I guess that's Earth. really. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mars or Venus? Both of them have quite different um, climates, mm. and so terraforming them is going to be challenging. So Venus has a 200 atmosphere. Um, pressure. Yep. At well, sea level, even though they don't have seas. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hundreds of degrees Celsius. What do they call it then? Oh no, at the at, at the medium at the, height. At, at the at the ground level. <laughs> two hundred atmospheres. Average ground level. Average ground average level. Ground level. Right. Um, it's hundreds of degrees Celsius. Yep. I think you can melt certain metals in its atmosphere. And you've got sulfuric acid rain, mm, and you've got carbon sound. dioxide. So it's and it's got the other thing I didn't realize. It's got a hundred and sixteen day, um, day. So one hundred and sixteen <laughs> Earth days equals one Venusian day. It takes mm. one hundred sixteen days to rotate on its axis. That's how you say that word, Venusian. Yeah, weird. Yeah, this doesn't sound ideal, Gibbo. No. So how are you going to do it? Wait. So have you discounted Mars? No, no, no. We're going to get to Mars. Okay. No. So, so how are we going to do it? So with, with Venus, yeah. we've got a runaway greenhouse effect. Yeah. So it's trapping all the uh, the sunlight, all the energy in its dense atmosphere. And that's causing huge temperatures, huge pressures. Yeah. So we're going to have to block all of the sun's heat and light from the planet using a giant space mirror. This is... Wed- okay. Well, the good thing is I used to work with mirrors, so I could probably evaporate you I was going to ask you a question yeah. about that. A very thin, perhaps graphene-like substance that's yeah. reflective. Yeah. Massive in area, and we're going to reflect all the heat away from Venus for about a year. Okay. And it's going to probably well, how, freeze. How cold does it get at nighttime in Venus? So on the other side of the planet, you're quite right. You'll get a drop in temperature, but because of the runaway greenhouse effect, it still stays in the hundreds of degrees. Mm. Um, so we're going to have to block all the sunlight and the heat until yeah. basically the whole atmosphere would probably freeze. Now, the other big problem is what are we going to do about the day? Because how yeah. plants how on you, Earth need the day-night cycle. You need to spin it like a yeah. basketball. There we go. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna have to spin it up. I tell you what, North Korea's got some spare nukes. They could just fire it on one side, speed it up. That would not come anywhere near the amount of energy required. Oh, so someone did a calculation and they reckon yeah. to spin up the, the uh, to, sorry, I should say to slow down. Mm. No, 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 no. We're increasing the speed of the, the turning of Venus. You'd need to launch billions of tons of material at a fraction of the speed of light off the planet. Now, yeah, the energy... A re- fraction of the speed of light? 7%. That's thousands of kilometers per second. That's massive. So the energy requirements are just not possible. The other problem is, even if you manage to do it, 
what what what's going to happen to the frozen atmosphere you're going to have to thaw that out again there's too many problems i think with venus so therefore let's go to mars let's go to mars now, mars is a different kettle of fish it's kind of the opposite thin atmosphere very cold not much like i said not much atmosphere at all low gravity it's kind of kind of a bit shit in the opposite direction so we need a greenhouse effect yeah now in mars they have at the poles what's called permafrost which they think is mainly frozen carbon dioxide mixed with ice. We need to melt that motherfucker. Let's melt it. Let's melt it. Let's yep. melt it with space mirror. Yeah. Oh. But let's also redirect comets because comets have got loads of water and yep. we need water in the atmosphere as well. We're going to redirect comets, smash them into the permafrost. Yep. We're going to use um, the space mirror to heat up the planet's atmosphere as and well. And also, if you're there, you can just be like... <sighs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, the other yeah. thing we need, we need greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Yeah. We need carbon dioxide, we need methane. Send up a few cows. Uh-huh. Even better. What? Who produces the most greenhouse gases on the planet Earth? That guy. <laughs> Christopher T. Bag Gibson. I was thinking more of a, a nation rather than an individual. Donald Trump's world. Fucking America. Yeah. America. We have space stations full of Americans. We feed them as much <laughs> McDonald's as they want. And they yeah. can trumpet down onto the planet all the greenhouse gases we need. Perfect. That's going to help the permafrost. It's going to melt. We get carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Once we've got carbon dioxide and water vapor, we throw some plants in there. Wait a couple of thousand years. Earth. Earth Boom. Mark II. And we will call it Gibbo's world. That's that just came to me then. Can we? That's, it's not a good name. Yeah. Can we have a vote? It's like Wayne's World, but not as musical. All right. I'll, um, I'll tell you. I'll go with Teabag World. Ah, fuck no. <laughs> to Gib- bug to bugnia. No, no, no. Gib- Gibopia. <laughs> you guys are just going to work around Teabag, aren't you? There's, there's no way around it. It's just going to be the name of my planet has got to have Teabag in it. Tabagnum. Tabagnum. No. <laughs> That's a new element I'm going to make. <laughs> So that's it for me. So my science this uh, for gardening is terraforming Mars using the Gibson technique. I, I actually like that. I Thank actually you. like that. Thank yeah, you. It was Thank very good, you. Gibbo. Can I, can I do <laughs> Jesus Christ, no, if this is a news item. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, kind of. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, just an, is just, this, this, was, this was a question. This, was, this is like Gibbo's wife's question. Gibbo's wife's question. Joyce. Joyce's questions. Joyce's questions. All right. She got some questions that she wanted to ask you guys. Okay. Oh, they're, relevant, they're relevant to something that's going to be happening in our life really All right. soon. All okay. Right. As long as she listens to it only via the podcast. Yes, of course. What's most important for moving house, muscle or brain? Oh, Ooh. that is a great a question. question. Yeah. I like this yeah. segment. Thanks, yeah. Joyce. Um, yeah. I mean, Joyce came up with it, not me. So that Brain. Might... Brain? Brain. No doubt. You can figure out a way to increase muscle, like, you know, pulleys, pulleys and yeah. thing. Trolleys. Get a, get trolleys, a trolley. Everything's yeah. everything. I'll tell you what, maneuvering some of those yeah. big items. I kind of agree, house. I think. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, we, uh, we, uh, when last time we moved house, we got some really shit movers <laughs> and they couldn't, they yeah. couldn't move a lounge They'll, out the door. Zero brain. Zero brain. All muscle. And we got a couple of, two guys, which was like, there was four of them. And then these two guys we got, yeah. um, you're familiar with them. They moved all the stuff, no problem, and they used their brains. Mm. So yeah, I would I would say that brain over brawn. Yeah, 
That's what made human beings the top of the heap. Yeah. Top of the furniture movement. Nearly all other animals yeah. shit on us in every other way. Neanderthals had Neanderthals were, were much stronger much than Much stronger um, than human beings. Homo sapien. But guess what? Brain. The noodle. The noodle did it. Yeah. Another question. What is the most beneficial form of therapy slash exercise to strengthen the back and prevent injury? And what is the minimum time to do this? Oh. Uh, ask, ask my wife this question. Yeah, your Lauren yeah. is nice. Nice use of my wife. Yeah, 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 yeah very, so good. very good. Very good. Very good. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Strengthen the back. I've not look, mate. Well, we're giving medical advice. Um, uh, practice good posture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's probably pretty good. Bend with, lift with the back. Lift with the back. So Joyce is saying, and I'm not sure why she's got this question in. I think it's because she wants me to start practicing this with her. Yoga. Oh, I'd love to see you do yoga. Yoga. Nah. So specifically for about 30 minutes. There was nah. a, uh, an RCT, a randomized control trial. Yep. Uh, performed uh, yoga versus physio. Oh, controversial. Ooh. She's bringing some science for her own questions here. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, yoga versus physical therapy um, via physios and apparently yoga won. But I've told her that's not good enough for people. We need to see... We need to see the research, just like your electric plants. Yeah. <laughs> we need to see the research. And she's got a couple of presents for you guys. <gasps> what? What? Is it cookies? Protein <laughs> drinks to build muscle. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, I feel like this is all leading towards one thing. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. busy that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm muscly. I'm not brainy at all. <laughs> I think it's going to take much more than 220 mils of juice plus. I will be passing that message on uh, to her. <laughs> but if you want some weedy men in your house, well, I was going to say we stuff need around. really strong buff guys. Do you guys know any? I think Kate's quite strong. <laughs> <laughs> Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice From. Please check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like the Facebook page, join in the forum. Any mad on it. Buy the mugs. Merch. Merch, merch, merch. merch. And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that is the most useful for us. You were just listening to Publish, Perish, or Podcast. It was brought to you this week by Ensure Plus Juice. Cameron and Andy always drink Ensure Plus Juice mm, uh, before helping someone move their house. I, there's nothing quite like getting gassy before moving <laughs> furniture. Well, I'm permanently gassy, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, very good, Cameron. Final farewells. I have a H index of 20. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>